Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision-making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Welcome to the show, a big one, Chase Rice coming in in just a few minutes. He's got a new record and found the front of his album to be different from what he usually does. I like it. I think it's a pretty emotional picture for him as well. So we'll get to that, but let me say morning, studio. Morning. All right, let's go around the room and see what's up. A little check-in here. You know, he thinks he has a good golf swing, but he's better at just breaking random things because <laughs> of his rage. Like brooms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. here he is. Producer ready, everybody. <laughs> Guys, something weird is going on. So, like, two weeks ago, I was standing on the side of the street talking to someone, and, like, a gust of wind blew. And I felt something hit my ankle. I looked down. It's a $20 bill. And I'm like, this is crazy. I pick it up. I ask the person I'm talking to, is this yours? No, it's not mine. I look around. No one else is there. I guess it's mine. I keep it. Well, yesterday, I'm walking in the parking lot from the grocery store, and I'm putting the cart away in one of those bins. And again, I look down at my ankle, a dollar bill. I'm like, this is crazy. I pick up the dollar bill. I look over, there's another dollar bill. And I look over there, there's another dollar bill. Five, What's happening? Five dollar bills in the parking lot. I pick it up. I look around. Does anyone drop this? I don't see anyone. There's an old man getting a pickup truck. I'm like, I'm assuming it's his maybe. I walk to him. Sir, did you lose this money? He's like, I did not. I don't think so. Well, keep it anyway. I don't well, know. Well, why'd you, you give it to him? Yes, it was five five dollars. Why not, right? Good. So then I'm thinking, like, is this a sign? I know Amy's gonna agree with me. Uh-oh. Is it a sign for sign what? what? Maybe I need money, or maybe you're living right and something's coming. I don't think it's that you need money. Hold on, so I, I need money, but I just gave it away. Like, if you need money, why wouldn't you keep it? Well, I didn't read the sign right. <laughs> I would think it's more of one. Just, but it's just bizarre. It's crazy. Like, it's just lucky. Great, good for you. Oh. I never had a win single blow a single thing to me that's worth it. And then two, maybe you're just doing, you're living right. I don't know, man. Good hey, things happen. Next time the wind blows like that, look down. Anytime it's a windy day, Eddie <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just walking around outside. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> All right, that is weird. All right, up next, he is three credits short of graduating college, but 
That's probably not why he lacks so much knowledge. Here he is. Lunchbox, everybody. Guys, I'm I'm just here to tell you something very exciting happening in my life. The 05 Ultima, we passed 214,000 miles yesterday. Wow. 214,000 miles. The 05 Ultima still going strong, and it felt so good. That's, oh, that's significant. That's that lot. is incredible. Are you ever going to get a new car? I'm not until she dies. Completely. You're going to go. So if she dies, though, you can't get any trade in. Not that you're going to get a lot for uh, it now, listen, anyway. if you go to Kelly Blue Book or whatever that thing is, it's like $250 <laughs> max. You owe them wow. money? <laughs> max. How much it, is this worth? <laughs> negative. I, I think my tires cost more than the car is worth. Is it safe for your kids to ride in? Why would it not be? That's old. It's got locks and doors and yeah. windows. And, Does it have and a hole for your feet like Fred Flintstone? No, so no, it doesn't have it. a hole in the floorboard or anything like that, but it's got 214,000 miles. Woo-hoo! What's the worst thing about it right now? Uh, the heater doesn't work. Okay, and what's the best? The AC still blows ice chunks, baby. Like it, I've <laughs> never had to do anything to that AC, and it still works like a charm. That's crazy. How long do you think it'll last? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm hoping into the year. I'm hoping into the year. You get two hundred fifty thousand. I think. I know you said that, but I think you could do a. You could call and be like, "Yo, I got a commercial we need to do here." I don't know if it's got another thirty-five thousand though. That's a lot of miles. But we, we are, we are nurturing her. Congratulations! I I even took her to the car wash the other day. That's I'm talking about. (laughs) Nice job. Next up, she's bringing her four things with Amy Brown podcast to Nashville to do it live. But some say she can hardly drive. Here she is, Amy, everybody. So I was out to eat with some girlfriends, and one of them is dating. So a topic came up about unattractive traits in men. And there was three that everybody unanimously agreed upon. And the first one was lack of ambition. It's like totally unattractive. They're not driven, ambitious, not cool. You need that. What what if it's not... An ambition, though, that's money. It doesn't have to be money. Okay, just uh, no. passion. An ambition to follow a passion of some sort. Sure. It could be to got run it. a nonprofit where you get paid not much at all. Whatever. Well, that's nice. Um, low uh, emotional intelligence. Like Define emotional intelligence? Just being, like, knowing emotionally how to respond to something in a mature way, like working through some stuff. Now, some people, given their background... They weren't given the opportunity. I develop very slow with my emotional intelligence. Because However, of, yeah. you're working on it. So yeah. there, that's the amb- ambition. There's drive to want to like, okay, how can I, I, I realize this about myself. How can I make it better? So as long as they're working on it, because some people, it's just difficult because of how they were raised. And then the third one was if they drink way too much, it's just bleh, bleh. like they can't, if you're out on a date and the guy decides to drink. How many? Glasses of wine is too much if you're out on a first or second date, according to you and your lady friends. For the okay, so for them or the guy? <laughs> no, for the, the guy. guy. Well, the guy shouldn't be drinking the wine. Well, I guess. It's okay, I don't every- know what the guy drinks. What does the guy drink? A beer. Okay. Okay. A, a dinner. Yeah, like a man. Sure. Whatever. Bro. Okay. Go ahead. Everybody drinks something yeah. different, but I would say let's cap it off at two. That's fine. For dinner? Yeah, You're fine. out on a date. So you shouldn't have three? Nah, I mean... Well, what if you're at a concert, though? Okay, but... You can get smashed. We, he said dinner. Who wants to get smashed, though? <laughs> right? Lunchbox. You still want to get smashed? Like, at that's, a concert? That's like still that's still fun what, to you? Yeah, sometimes it's smash. like... Smash. Let so, it go. Just so dry. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. If you didn't have kids, you'd do it more? Yeah. Even today at 41 or whatever you are? Yes. <laughs> it's hard with kids, though, because they wake up early. Uh-huh. 
Your head's hurting. You're still smashed, and then yeah, like it doesn't matter what time you go to bed, they're getting up at the same time. So if you stay up till three, guess what? They're still getting up at five thirty. It's like, oh well, that wasn't fun. Well, you used to say just let them be. Well, it's hard now. They come and jump on you. <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Now they, they, they now they can get out of their bed. They picked the lock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Amy, thank you. All right, you're up. From Mount Pine, Arkansas, he has a football and NASCAR helmet on his table, and in the morning, sometimes he has a bagel. Bobby Bones. <laughs> you do? <Yeah>. Never. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him eat a bagel, but that's a good rhyme, though. It works. Yeah, bagel. Uh, Chase Rice is coming in a little bit, which I mentioned. And I got to tell you, I have had a kind of um, sometimes good, sometimes not good relationship with Chase, just randomly, but for no real significant reason. And so I was pretty excited he was coming in because we hashed it out beforehand. I told a joke at my comedically inspirational show about Chase Rice. Mostly it's about Kane Brown, but then I turned it into a Chase Rice situation. And so I'm going to play the joke again, and then I want to talk about what happened after the joke. Go ahead. Let's talk about Kane Brown. I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing to me that Kane Brown wasn't nominated tonight. Kane broke all kinds of records this year. He's broken streaming records. He's broken touring records. He has a massive serial. Kane Brown gets screwed more than Chase Rice at a Middle Tennessee sorority party. There he is, old Chase. He's good looking. He is a ladies' man. Chase opened up for me once in Austin, and I saw more girls get on his tour bus than were played on country radio last year. <laughs> so that happened. I put the clip up. Put the whole, and you know, some people got upset with me. Chase didn't really get upset with me, but I was over at Jake Owen's house. He was having a Christmas party, and Jake's a really good friend of mine. And he's like, hey, Chase is here. And I was like, oh, oh, cool. Well, Chase is a lot bigger than I am. <laughs> and I purposely hadn't been around Chase. And so I was like, oh, cool. If I see him, I'll say whatever. I'm not, he probably could take a joke. And so then Jake, being what Jake does, he goes and grabs him. He goes, hey, Chase, come here. Hey, Bobby. And like puts us together. They're like, okay, you guys do some stuff. Say what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, this is, what's, Jake, why did you do this? <laughs> and so we talked for like half an hour and he wasn't mad at all. And he was like, did I open for you? I was like, yeah, I remember. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, well I guess you're right. And then that was it. And then we talked for a long time and he was like, felt like a different dude. I think he's been through some crap and this, he's like, man, I put this record out. I've never sang songs that were so like real life about me instead of just like party songs. And so now the record's out and he's going to be in a little bit. But like it went from me telling that joke, wondering if I was going to get beat up to me being with him, wondering if I was going to get beat up. And then we kind of, I mean, we may have talked for an hour at the end, just him and I just hanging out. So... It's the longest we've ever talked, and I'm pretty excited he's coming in in a little bit. But if I didn't address the joke thing here... Oh, yeah. Our listeners have been like, why don't you say anything about the joke? And yeah. Then, but we did, and then I thought I was going to get beat up for a minute. <laughs> so Chase Rice coming in in a little bit. All right, we're here. We're ready. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Chase Rice. This is Chase's album here. Chase, this is your dad on the front of this? That's my pops, yeah. I've seen you post a lot of pictures of your dad over the last few years or so on Twitter. Yeah. What kind of relationship did you guys have? It was awesome, man. He was like the he was the dad that didn't miss games. Like he was just a great guy. Like he was the guy that everybody loved um, when he walked in the room. And he was he was a guy that like I look at my life, I'm like, damn, I got work to do. And as you get older, do you appreciate him more and more because now you kind of understand how hard some parts of life are and and sacrifices in general? Yeah, I mean, I live pretty selfishly. And now I look at it. Now I got a niece and two nephews, and I'm like, I get to at least see it from my brother's point of view of how much you have to give up to if you want to be there for him. If you don't, then keep living that way. But 
if I ever have kids, which I do want kids one day, it's like, you're, I'm going to have to change my life. For sure. So you put him on the cover of this album. Your dad's not alive anymore, right? No, nah, he died when I was 22. And so how did he die? Heart attack. So Kind of out of nowhere? Yeah, I was out of nowhere. He was fighting. He had some skin cancer stuff, but like I talked to him seven days before he died, and he said, uh, man, I'll be fighting this thing forever. But by the time I was 70, 80 years old, which he would be in his 70s now, which is crazy to think about, but uh, he said, by that time, I'll be ready to go, and I'll meet the grandkids and all that. And it's weird how life is like. None of that happened. Seven days later, he was gone. What would he say if he saw you put him on the front? <laughs> this is what I'm getting to here. Yeah, like, yeah. your dad looks like a dude, you yeah. know? Like, he'll protect you, but he'll also, you know, whatever it takes. What, what would he say if you were like, Daddy, I put you on the cover of my album? <laughs> well, he was the guy. I remember playing guitar in, at the house when I was, like, just starting in college. And he said, uh, he was just joking. He was talking about nobody's ever going to listen to you unless you start singing. Uh, so he made me play like a Tim. He just made me play like three or four songs and living to him and mom when I was like 22 years old. And I played if he was going to get me the guitar that I wanted. So I don't know what he would think about me going into music, to be honest, in the first place. But he encouraged that at least. So I think. What he, do you want his face on your album, though, that everybody's going to see? Was I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I asked my mom. I asked my brothers. Um he doesn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, nah. well, that's super cool, man. Like, I love that this is becoming more important to you as you get yeah. older because I think you respect it more as, at least I do. Like, the things that my grandma used to do for me, you know, my grandma adopted me for a long time. And it's like, dang, she sacrificed all that. I didn't even appreciate it at the time. Yeah. And now that she's been gone, yeah. it's like, dang, I wish I would have known then what I know now about that. But he's on the cover. And you got to explain the name of the album because yeah. it's got, like, two names, kind of. Yeah. What, what, it's called what? I hate cowboys and all dogs go to hell. Okay, talk, talk, talk about them separately. I hate cowboys. What? Why? So that's a song on the. They're both songs on the album. Right. Um, it just cowboys and dogs became the theme of this record for whatever reason. Uh, that picture was a big inspiration for the cowboys part. And because Hardy, he's wearing a cowboy hat, by the way. If you guys yeah aren't watching this as well, go ahead. I wouldn't even know if he would. I wouldn't even he'd say he'd consider himself a cowboy back. In, you know that was he was in Wyoming. Um, back in the day but that's a song it's not about hating cowboys it's mainly just about the cowboy walks in the bar steals your girl right it was hardy's idea in the beginning um and he's actually singing backgrounds on it and then all dogs go to hell is cle very clearly that's why i put my dad on the front with the cowboy the dog on the back that's uh i love dogs i have a dog now who is this dog it's a black like lab looking ish that's thing? jack that's my pup What's awesome about Jack? Uh, well, he's my first dog, period. I've never had a dog. So that's this is the first experience him and I have had a go at it together. Um, so that's a special thing, I think. I think. I mean, I've never, I hey, don't look, think a second dog will be the same. I'm telling you, I never told anybody I loved him ever. And the first yeah. thing that I actually had a relationship, my wife, because I didn't love anybody, but that dog, my <laughs> first dog, Dusty, had him for 13 years. That's the first thing I like felt love yeah. and like responsibility for. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that with this dog? Like a, like, oh, yeah. I, you're, I got to take care of you, and I love you. Yeah, I got home last night, and I'm, like, laying on the floor with him and holding him. I'm like, I don't do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but good for I you. Do, and I don't even think about it with yeah. him. But, do, you, uh, do you tell the dog you love him? Oh, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> This is nuts, but and I just started doing it because I'm like, man, I want to do – this is a special thing for me. Every every time he's, uh, I feed him, I'm like, I make him sit. And I say, I grab him, I'm like, I love you, and the best dog I ever had. That's awesome. Before, and, and, and that's growth. That's like growth. You're like, yeah. what? I, why I used to do that is because I was practicing for when I did finally meet somebody that I loved yeah. and I could tell them that. 
I was working with my dog. He didn't, I don't think my dog knew because he's a dumb dog. And it was awesome though, but he didn't know English, you know? And so I would be like, hey, dude, I love you. And I was like, man, that feels weird. But yeah. I, I, dude, good for you, man. It's easy for me to say it to him. I don't know. Yeah, it's not easy for me to hear, to say that to other people or even hear it from people, which is weird because my dad said it all the time. I think losing him, it took away a big, mm. big place in me to, it's not like I have hate in my heart, but you just lose that. It, I've had years now of not hearing it. Why all dogs go to hell? Uh, well, I woke up with the title in my head, and I had no idea what that meant. I'm like, you can't say that. Um, and then I said it to John Byron. We were writing that morning, and he was like, what do you what do you want that to be like? Everybody knows the devil went down to Florida. And when he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, it's like an oceanfront property in Arizona, George Strait type thing. So everything's just opposite. It's all a web of lies. So Chase Rice is here. The album is out now. Uh, Ray, give me a little bit of I Hate Cowboys. Next thing you know, you got a broken heart. She's gone and that's why I hate cowboys. That's pretty good. You Mr. flipped it on Steer, us. Girl. Yeah. You're like, dang, I wish I was a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. And Ray, give me a little bit of All Dogs Go to Hell. And I don't miss you, baby. And all dogs go to hell. Dang, dude, that's good. It's wow. like a whole different sonically. It's like a whole, yeah. feels like a whole different you. It's completely. Oscar Charles produced it. I wrote all the songs on acoustic guitar. So, like, the process was opposite. We've talked about this a little bit. Like, being part of Cruise was a, a huge blessing, but it was also a big curse because I didn't know what I wanted to do. So, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do that. I didn't know what I didn't want to do. I'm just like, all right, I'll go with this. Um, but the whole time I'm sitting there like, man, this is not, what am I doing? Like, this isn't me. And it just takes a while to figure it out, I think. I'm going to play Way Down Yonder. This is from the record. Set this song up, though, and... Again, it's uh, another song on Chase's new record, which is I Hate Cowboys and All Dogs Go to Hell. But Way Down Yonder, one of the first tracks on three or four, right? Mm -hmm. One of the first ones. Yeah. Uh, tell me about this song, and then I'll play it. Yeah, this was one that they threw out the title, and I was like, hell no. Like, I don't know what, that just sounds cliche. Um, so I, I wanted to be very clear with the guys when we were writing it. I, this cannot be the girl in the truck and the starry night and the dirt road and all that. And so we put real bits of true stories in this song and I'm just a big moonshining guy so that's really what it's about hey it's Bobby Bones I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude I mean you guys are changing lives you guys are saving lives St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer and I'm talking about childhood cancer your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the parents can focus on I'll be a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in Hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight. And visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. 
Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Chase Rice. I feel, even in talking with you, I think we spent probably half an hour talking over at Jake's house. Yeah. Just you and I. It was awesome. I feel like in all of the seasons that I've been in this town and you've been in this town, I don't know, something about you just feels adjusted, nicer. Me yeah. too. I am yeah. the same way. I feel like yeah. I've been through the ringer in this town and I used to be so guarded and like, let's go. Yeah. Who wants Who wants some of this? I feel threatened and insecure, <laughs> so let's go. I'll take on anybody. But I don't, I don't even have that anymore. Do you feel like you're feeling that a little bit? Like yeah. healthier? Yeah, 100%. Um, I still go to those places where I'm like, I get pissed off for no reason. And I'm, uh, I feel like people are against me, but I created that. Um, but I created that in my own head where I just felt like the whole town or world was against me. And I think, honestly, I think it was because I had to have this chip on my shoulder because I was, I was guarding myself from like, I'm doing this thing that I don't even care about. That's not, that I know isn't me. So I got to put up this shield of, well, I at least have to pretend like this is me when it ain't. So I think through this, uh, the album, uh, making music that I really genuinely know is me. And it's like, I'm not trying to be anything else anymore. So just be yourself now. And there's a lot of good people in this town. There's a lot of good people in, in the world. Like, and Jake's a big part of that too. Like he, he talked to me, he was like, he just wakes up every morning. Now he's like, I gotta be grateful. He's front lobe Jake now. Yeah. He's, 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 he's stopped drinking and he's front lobe where we can't always stay front lobe. And he's a little wrong on the science of it, but still, I like it. Get front lobe, Jake. <laughs> I don't know the science. But, um, you know, he wakes up with at least intention. Yeah. Because we all, if we have intention, we may not hit it right. Yeah. But more times than not, we will. Because I, same thing, I still get really insecure and angry and, like, feel like everybody wants to compete and hates me. And so I yeah. just am, like, ready to go all. But I got married. That helped yeah. a lot. Meaning, that's huge. I, that's, the dog, he's probably a big part of that, too. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I just think through writing these songs, I like Ben Seats, the song about the dog on the record. And it's, uh, I don't know. I just, I cried my eyes out writing the song. And I was going to ask you what, what you felt like the most vulnerable song was. Cause the whole record feels a bit more vulnerable than anything you've ever done, which yeah. is great. And it feels weird to do, but it's also, it bonds you quickly. Right. Yeah. Cause everybody else is going through crap too. Uh -huh. What's the most vulnerable song where you're like, man, I love this song, but Ooh, man, this is kind of, this feels different because it's, I'm just putting it all out there. Yeah, it's Ben seat because that's a song about my buddy up, put a gun to his head and almost shot himself. And then he got his help, came to see me. And I was, I'd been where he'd been before. Um, and I wrote that song. I was balling my eyes out the whole time, decided to get the dog, got the dog, did the video. It was, I was scared to put it out. I knew I wanted to, and I was gonna, but it was just that, I don't know if I want people knowing this about me. Um, which is dumb because your biggest fears when they come true, it's like, man, that wasn't that bad. 
And that that fear was just showing, like, hey, I've been in some pretty dark places before, and Ben Seat was that song for me. We'll play a little bit of this just so people can kind of hear the context. Here is, which, by the way, you wrote this one by yourself. Yeah. So when you say you, you cried writing, I mean, you were just alone writing this song, like kind of pouring it out yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is Bench Seat. The smell of fresh cut grass. Mr. Reynolds waves as we roll past You know you got to sing these, right? Yeah. <laughs> and again, and some of these are, songs are really raw in a, in yeah. a great way. I don't know how we're going to implement them in yet. We haven't had rehearsals for the tour yet. Um, but that was one I, I originally thought, like, this is too deep. I'm probably not going to sing it every night. But the reaction from people, I think I'm going to have to sing it every night. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the one you want to sing, yeah. right? Like, Well, Oscar Charles was a big part of that, too, because he's a producer. This I've never had one producer on the whole record. But he's a big reason why it sounds so raw and real. Uh, there's no click track. There's no tracks on the record. Um, but when I'm sitting in there singing and I'm I'm getting emotional, usually it's like, okay, man, you took that too far. It's like, I didn't take it anywhere. That's just how I was feeling. And he was encouraging that. Like after the first take on the vocal, he's like, that was one of the best, most real vulnerable vocals I've ever heard. That was amazing. I don't know if you need to do another one. So him encouraging me to be like that was huge. Did you turn your house into a studio? Yeah. Is that where you did this record? Yeah, it was like drum kit in front of the fireplace, cables everywhere. It was not like a professional-looking studio. It was a, kind of a mess, but... Also, benefit of being single. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes I want to leave stuff out. Like, nope, can't do that. Fred Elgingham was the drummer. He's Cheryl Crow's drummer, I think. He walked in and literally had all his stuff. Before he even dropped his stuff, he looked around. He didn't know who I was. He's just, like, looking around. I'm standing there. He said, yep, this dude ain't married. That's the first <laughs> thing he said. How, so how are you now? Just just generally, like, what's... How are you? I'm good, man. I, I got ups and downs for sure. I had a lot of downtime in November, December. When, uh, I think I saw you in January. But I go, I don't know, man. I Like I said, I'm still going through some stuff, whatever that is, um, where I go to just some dark, lonely places. Um, I don't know why, but I'll get to the bottom of it. I'm just talking to people. Um, yeah, talk, do what I do, because the same thing. I am so, I question everything about me. I go to therapists and help yeah. me. So We talked about that. Yeah. You know, um, well, look, I want to do... We're going to end with these five awkward questions that listeners sent us about you. So you basically just have to answer them even though they feel awkward. Deal? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a way to set that bit up, <laughs> That's right? Great. These are, they're actually called uncomfortable questions from listeners. Number one, be honest. Has Chase Rice ever posted a fish he really didn't catch on Instagram? Nah. Never. You never nope. even let me take it. No. Okay. I uh-huh. believe you. You promise you tell the truth. Okay. Because no. if you lie here, you're, the album's going to stop selling immediately. <laughs> Why? Okay? Is that so, a- yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. a thing, though? Yeah, oh, of course. He posts big fish. No. Oh, he posts fish and people lie. I love catching trout. Yeah. And you never post one that wasn't yours? Mm-mm. Okay. Does Chase Rice really drink whiskey on stage, or is it apple juice sometimes? Apple juice. It's definitely not apple juice. Uh, sometimes it's tequila. Sometimes it's water. Sometimes it's whiskey. Depends on the night. But lately, I've been drinking water before, and then I'm like, I'll crack my first one while I'm on stage. What does that do for you? Is it just like a ritual or... or- it used to be a comfort thing. Now that's why, like, I don't drink anymore before I go on, just because I want to prove that I can, and I want I don't want to rely on that. But I'll I'll drink some while I'm on stage for sure. What kind of truck does Chase Rice drive? <laughs> I got a, a Chevy twenty five hundred because I have bison, so I have to haul them twice a year. To, Excuse me. I have bison. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> I got buffalo. <laughs> yeah, like a big buffalo. American but where do you buffalo. take them? You t- well, for rides, they get bored. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a baby. I drive around the neighborhood and make it fall asleep. You know? I got to, uh, I got to take them to, I, yeah. I take them to yeah. slaughter them. Yeah. Oh, so you raise them is... and then you sell them, or you? How does yeah. that work with bison? I, I haven't done it yet. This is our first year we're doing it, so I don't know the details. But yeah, you take them to the to the butcher shop. They cut them up, and then 
I'm going to ship them straight to my buddy's restaurant. Do you name them? The two bulls, Bennington and Wyo, yes. Um, but is that because you keep them? Because you're keeping them. Yeah. And everybody else? I'm not naming them. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. Yeah, I I'd be like, I'm going to get a bunch of bison. We're going to, you know, really work. And then I'd name them and be like, Pookie, you ain't going nowhere. I start crying. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right, two more, two more. Right. Uh, why does Chase Rice wear the same hat? Well, I don't. Uh, like, this is not the bison hat I've been wearing. I go through phases. I wore the head down, eyes up hat for a while because that's just a thing for me to remind myself. Um, to, to keep that mindset. Um, and then I've been wearing the buffalo hat, which I was th- hoping I would wear after you got so surprised that I was that I have bison. I mm-hmm. usually have one. It's just my farm logo. I don't know. I just get connected to them, but even this is a different one. Finally, is Chase Rice single? Yeah, I am. I'm single for the first time, like, by choice. I, I've gone through relationships where I'm, like, eight months in. I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess we're dating. Like, eight months. I guess I'm we're like, dating. Yeah. And you what? say that to yourself, not even her? To myself, yeah, I finally yeah. admit. Like, <laughs> at, what point, at what point did she think y'all were dating? Probably before that. Right. I mean, and now I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that again unless I really mean it. Like, I don't want to screw it up again. Listen, you guys go follow. He's, on Instagram, he's at Chase Rice. Uh, follow him there. He's got a, a big, I mean, you're all, you're on the road a lot, yeah, my friend. It's a lot. Uh, starting in March, so just a few weeks away. So go over to Chase's uh, website, chaserice.com, to get tickets. He is basically every, everywhere. If you're listening to us in any of these cities, he's probably coming there. I'm look, he's all <laughs> over the place. He's, he's at it. And then check out the record. It is I Hate Cowboys and All Dogs Go to Hell. And this is an absolutely different Chase that I've ever heard before musically. And congratulations yeah. on getting to the point on being able to even try it, much less do it. Yeah. All, scary all, thing. Yeah, all those are like, oh, boy, we're going to try it. Okay, well now we're recording it. Oh, how does it sound? Is it what I want? It's all, but it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. All right. Chase Rice, you guys go watch him, go follow him, and check out his new music. Good to see you, Chase. You too. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There's a Walmart in Alamosa, Colorado, and there's a mom shopping with their child inside the cart. Mom looks away for a second. Somebody comes and snatches the kid out of the grocery cart and starts running out. Bystanders that are like, "That really happens where somebody just grabs a kid and runs?" Crazy. Oh. That. You want to know the shocker? It was a woman. A woman grabs the baby, runs out of the, starts wow. running towards the doors. Uh, shoppers are going like, "Oh my gosh, I just saw that! Oh my gosh!" They tackle the woman. They hold her down, give the baby back, and they call police, and they really restrain the woman until the cops get there. And they're saying if it wasn't for that woman, who knows where that child would have gone. That's so bizarre Crazy. that humans will just run and grab small humans and t- try to— t- That's like old school we thought kidnapping used to be. Yeah. I can't believe that would happen in a Walmart in the middle of an—or what, what store was it? Did it say yeah, Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. Good for everybody for seeing it, because I'd be afraid if I saw it that I would go like— Oh, that's probably like the Anderson doing a joke. So I'm gonna let her go. Sure, okay. you think that, but what if you're the tackler and they're just like, "Hey, what are you doing? We're just messing around." Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like I would be like, "Ah, I'm bad. probably not going to," because that would happen, right? Well, I would t- and then you're tackling with a baby in their arm too. Very oh. risky. Good for them, because I don't know that I would have been able to do unless she's yelling help. I don't know. I can't believe somebody just walked in and tried to grab a baby and get yeah, out with it. Amazing. Though. Great story. Good job by everybody there doing that. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Listeners like it when we talk about just celebrities we see out in the wild, meaning you're just living your life and you're like, oh, there's a celebrity. So we got a couple here. Amy, you're first. Don't say who it was, but tell us the situation. I was walking out of a, a business and I'm in the parking lot and I look over and I see the person and I'm like, ah! So I just say, and then this person's walking into. Do you make that noise though, and it stuns <laughs> them? You're like, ah! And they're like, oh god. No, no. 
I just like, oh, hey, you know, like, yeah. whoa, this is random. Logged out. And then he, he, they, okay, he's walking into like a, yeah, fast food type restaurant. I was like, oh, oh. stars are just like us. Let's do 10 questions. Ready? Okay. Because, we, we know it's a he. Okay. Let's see if we can get in 10 questions. Yes or no questions. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say? No. Okay. Here we go. Country artist. Yeah. Good one. Yes. Boom. Lunchbox. Married. Yes. Has been in the studio this year. In 2020. It's been like a month. Come on. Well, if no. so, it, it cuts okay. it down. No. Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with that question. Thank you. Because if it was yes, it, it quickly cuts exactly. it down. We would know That's exactly three questions down. Is this person over 40? Mm, I don't think. He, you can say around 40? Just around that? No, somewhere. he, no. No. Okay, we're going to go no. She's going to look it up. If she changes it, she will. Okay. Lunchbox. Is their spouse famous? Mm, no. That's five, Eddie. Does he have a beard? He's not 40. He is 40. He's not 40. He's not 40. Okay, good. Say right. Beard. Uh, no. What? Is he from Texas? No. Lunchbox. Oh, man. <sighs> we have three questions left. Okay. Has he been on the Bobby cast? Good one. Ooh, I'm sure. You're sure of it? I, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty positive. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Eddie. Is he, like, known as a tall person? Tall. Mm, no. Is he a great singer? He has been on the Bobby cast. Okay. <laughs> um, Is he a great singer? You're throwing me off. Yeah, yeah, yes. Great. Like, we're like, that's an upper level. <laughs> Say no, because that but, sounds bad. But the upper bad. levels are like Shea and Stapleton. I know yeah. where you're going with that, and that's why I'm hesitant. Because okay. I know you would think it's Shay. So I'll say no. Okay. So that's all our questions, guys. Who do we think that was? Who? What celebrity did she see in the wild? I'm going to go with... He was married. Did I say yes? He is, yes. yes. Married. But spouse wasn't famous. I'm going to go with Randy Hauser. Ooh. But he has a beard. So, oh, 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 I thought so. she said he had a beard. She, no, no, no beard. beard. Oh, no beard. See, that's what I'm, but oh. also... Are we, am I at that level where I'd be like, ah, <laughs> Randy? I don't know. But I guess Randy Hauser every time in this game. It doesn't matter what the questions are. <laughs> if I don't know, I just go Randy Hauser. Because I feel like Randy might be like, who are you? Eddie? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go with Lee Bryce. He has, ah! a, he has a beard. <laughs> he does? Yeah. Oh, I didn't he does? Know that. Lunchbox? The only person I can think of has a beard. He doesn't have a beard. I was going to go Parker McCollum, but, but she said no. He's not from Texas. Hold on. Let yeah, me that, look if he has a beard. Go ahead. That's why I had Dirks Bentley, but he has a beard. Sometimes. <laughs> Amy, who is it? It's not Dirks. Well, obviously. I meant like known he, as having a he, beard. Who is it? He's the other half of someone you mentioned. Oh. It's Dan? Dan. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Dan and Dan. Well, then you can't say he. <laughs> Why would you? Uh, like, I see Dan, I don't know. Yeah. A lot. What's <laughs> up, dude? But That's I, what I would I say. I know. It was a same. But... Like his wife and my wife hang out all the time. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> we were like up or echelon. She goes, oh, I wouldn't say. Yeah, he's A. I didn't, y'all didn't ask me <laughs> that. Oh, not that. singers. 
Right, that's what I'm saying. Because he's so not the right. singer. I am right. right in how I answered that. Absolutely. I didn't want to mislead you, but Absolutely. also, yes, I know. Yes, we see Dan, but I just literally walked out, and boom, there he was. So it was unexpected. You're like, who's that lady with the beautiful hair? Oh, it's Dan. He had it in a bun. <laughs> oh, he did have a bun. Yeah, he does have some great hair. And I'm sure you could guess where he was going. All right, next up, Lunchbox also saw a celebrity in the wild. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, give us a few clues here. I saw a celebrity at the hockey game, and it was in the concourse, and I followed this person <laughs> to the. Concession stand. Of course, you did. Watch them order. They ordered a drink and a hot dog, and then I stood over there and watched to see what that person put on their hot dog. And they put ketchup first, Ugh. then mustard, four napkins. Well, so they're a weirdo. Four napkins. Ten questions. We got to roll quick. Eddie, is it a girl, female? No. Country singer, a guy? Yes. Married? Yes. Um, uh, like blonde hair, light hair? I wouldn't say it's blonde hair, no. They have a beard? Sometimes. Is their hair long right now? It's Dan as well. No. Or <laughs> okay. <Blonde> napkin. <laughs> Eddie? Huh, huh, huh. Uh, they wear hats, like famously known for wearing hats. No. Have they been in this studio in the past six months? No. Do they have kids? Yes. Huh. Two over 40. Yeah, over 40. I would assume. Ooh, I don't like Last this. question. Assume. It's going to have to be somebody. Oh, I'm going to go. I get one more question. Uh, Hits, like over hits. Who made a hockey game? Who's a big hockey fan? Oh, that's why I Is thought. Is it somebody from the 90s? No. Okay, everybody have their guesses? I'm going to go Randy Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Amy? Lee Bryce. Yeah, Ryan Hurd. Lunchbox? No, Jimmy from Little Big Town. Oh, okay. okay yeah. yeah. Okay, good. That did you talk to him? I went up to him after he put his, all the condiments You're on like, his hot dog. Ah. And I was like, what <laughs> up, dude? He's like, oh, how's it going? And we did just he talk- know who you were? Yeah. Okay, and good. he was talking and said hello and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, cool. I just want to see how you got your hot dog done. And that was about it. That's weird. Mustard, then ke- Hey, Mike, remind me next time Little Big Town comes in. No, I think he went ketchup, then to, mustard, yeah, but he ask, had both. To ask Jimmy why he's a psycho killer and puts <laughs> both on. What you would you do? Just mustard. Oh, you don't just do ketchup. both. That's a, you can do mustard and do all of those stuff, but you don't do mustard and ketchup. Or you can just do ketchup. Unless he was getting the hot dog for someone else. Well, man. then I they're mean, a psycho killer. I'd get in their computer and see what they've been up to. <laughs> hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I'd have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.
This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. I like watching Shark Tank. I don't ever go to Shark Tank, but if it's on, I can sit and watch three or four episodes in a row. Like it's not appointment watching for me or I don't DVR, but it's on like CNBC or these random channels. And if there's nothing on, I'll just let it roll. It's an easy sit and watch forever show. And I like that Kevin O'Leary guy. What do they call him? Mr. Wonderful? Yeah. That's his name? He's pretty funny on there. He's awesome. But he did this story talking about money and talking about success. And Lunchbox, you can take it from here because the note Lunchbox sent me said, this is what I have always been saying. And it was about Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Yes. Wonderful. And his quote was something along the lines of, money is more important than everything. You can get a new family. It is sets you up for everything. Family comes and goes. Money is the route that you need to survive. Here is the it's actual quote. Hey, who he's paraphrasing? <laughs> Even that paraphrase is a little dramatic on what he but really is said. But is that not what he said? This is and what he everybody's said. all upset at Kevin O'Leary for saying money is the most important thing. But it is. Kevin O'Leary. Who's super rich. Sent out a controversial tweet which shared his philosophy of prioritizing work and monetary success over family. Critics jumped on saying, yeah, your values are out of whack. He was roasted. He says, none of these things matter. What matters is you achieve success and become free. And then once you're free, you can do whatever you like. The multimillionaire businessman investor became very wealthy years ago when he sold his software company, SoftKey, for more than $3.5 billion. That's from the Daily Mail. I guess for more background, I wonder how he got famous to begin with. I wonder how he started the company, if he had any advantage. Like, his parents are rich, got him into a good school. I don't know. If not, like, I, I felt that. I, I was, think he's self-made, man. You don't know. You don't know. You're just saying that for the story. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, look it up. I'm curious. I am, if you're something that's amazing, like I love it. I believe in the American dream. I am the American dream as far as come from very little, hard work, strategy, put good people around you. As of right now, things are going pretty good. That being said, I do understand what he, when he says, "Then you can do whatever you like to be free." Forever, I was scared to do really anything until I have my like my, my, my finances right because I never wanted to have bills I couldn't afford. I never wanted, you know, luckily I met Caitlin now because I, I never told anybody I loved him. I never loved anybody before her. 
But it's like, it was so easy because she was so right. And also it was like, I can now afford it. I can afford to get married. I can afford, but I'd, I'd have been scared to do any, I was scared to do anything at 25, at 29. I was scared to get a car. And ha- cause I would never have debt because I was like, if I lose my job, I, I'd overpay my bills. And finally the company, the water company like, stop overpaying your bills. What do you, why do you keep sending us extra money? I'm like, listen guys, if I lose my job, I need to have one bill like extra surplus. So I have a month to get back on my feet. So I understand what he's saying. That being said, I think I think it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I do think it's pretty ridiculous. Go ahead. Okay, so his mother was a good investor. She would do okay. these. He grew up rich kid. I, I, hold on. But he didn't know about it until she died. But did, she he, kept, but she did kept, he get a bunch of money then from her when no, she died? No, but he was already successful by oh, then. Oh, then that's good. There you go. Like, he was going to be a photographer. And like his that. stepdad was like, hey, man, maybe you should go to college. I changed like, my mind. I like him again. And so he went to college, and they start, he got an MBA and all this, with, and some of his classmates, they started companies. So he didn't find out he was rich until his mom died. I Let's say I met Caitlin at 28 and we got married. Because I do think I would have married her regardless of the age. I'd just have been more scared. I would have been like, we can't have kids forever until I can actually make sure that they can go to college. Oh, yeah. You can't say 28. She'd huh. been 17 or something. No, there's... That's si- true. She'd been 16. <laughs> no, yeah. but assuming you're the same age. Yeah, assuming we're the same age. That's true. That's a good point, though. That's a good point. Thank you, Amy, saving him. That's a good point. Oh, that's a good point. But let's just say that's... A, yes. Right. I, for sure, I've been like, we're on, we're together, we'll get right. married, but right. I wouldn't... There's no chance we'd even talk about kids. That's why when one comes accidentally, you know, it's very stressful. Mm-hmm. There, I've heard... <laughs> Heard stories about that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we are okay, all. I'm gonna same. say he's not right, but, but there, he's not wrong. But there's something to it. Meaning, if you can, if you feel safe and free, a lot of your other decisions come more organically and naturally, and it's what you really want. Right. So, but but he's still that's still an idiotic thing to write. Yeah. I don't know. I say get rich, and that way you have all the options in the world. For Ten million dollars, ten million right here. It brings in two suitcases, and they're like ten million bucks. But you got to divorce your wife, and you won't see your kids for five years. Come on, ten million. Let's go. You would do that. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Because in five years, I can buy him a lot of presents, make up for lost time. Is that, that how that, that works? really works. Is that yeah, how that works? Yeah. These are some pretty formative years you might want to be a part of. Amy, talk about energy givers and takers and what this is. Well, I follow this brain doctor on Instagram, love him. Doc Amen or Amen, I don't know how to say it. And he said the top energy givers are... What do you mean by giving energy? So, like, when you're surrounded by this, like, it's going to fill your cup up, not drain you. So you're going to feel better, be yes. rejuvenated. Yes. Got it. Go ahead. Sunlight. Positive. Okay. Well, let me see if I do them. Pass. I don't. Okay. Sunlight, no. No oh, sunlight ever? Not great. really. It's not a thing. Okay. I, got, I got other hobbies. Okay. <laughs> uh, positive self-talk. Don't you always call yourself an idiot? Yeah, I I do self-talk, just not positive. So I yeah. get 50-50. Okay. My self-talk's like... Like, what are you supposed so to say stupid. to yourself? I'm like, God. That's, like, that's I am why capable. I am you. smart. <laughs> Affirmations. I mantras. never I never do that. Oh, wow. I'm like, you're, you're not as funny. It's, it's, yeah. That's why... Yeah, on and on. But no, I don't do that either. Okay, uh, deep breathing. Mm-mm. Sometimes I forget to breathe. <laughs> Literally, my wife would be like, why are you holding your breath? I'm like, I didn't know I was holding my breath. Sometimes when I work out, I'm holding my breath. And he's like, why are you holding your breath while you're working out? You should be breathing more. I'm like, I am? So, so far, I'm, I'm getting no energy. Okay, this one will get you. Music. I don't listen to a bunch anymore. I'm tired of it. I, I listen to I do it all the time. It's music all day, all night for work. So when I get time, I go. I listen to podcasts. So you're in my world now. The only thing that I listen to right now is probably Lucas Nelson, and that's it. Okay, well that's probably good energy. But even then, it's like your brain likes that. I just I'm so music drowning in music that it's just not a priority because it's all that. It'd be like if you uh, made cookies all day, you don't go into the cookie out the grocery store and decide you're gonna get some chips ahoy. Yeah, you're tired of cookies. So what else? 
the next energy giver is nutritious food. Okay, that one I'm, I can sign for. So I'm one for five. And then the next one is acceptance, like being accepted by your peers, friends, family, nah, others. None. All right, what's one for six? Okay. <laughs> so I'm not getting a lot of energy. Let's see. What's the other one? Energy takers. These are just bad. The stuff that sucks the life out Let's of see you. see how many of these I do. Go ahead. Okay. Dehydration. One. Dehydrate all the time. Live it. I got bottles and bottles of water up here. Mostly, don't drink them. They come in here the next day as well. I'm dehydrated all the time. My piece so yellow sometimes, it looks like I just peed out a banana. Oh, man. Yeah. Straight yes. up. What else? Sugar. Oh, I love sugar. Golly. I eat sugar all day, all night. It'd be my only meal. If I did four food groups, it would be sugar, candy bars, cookies, and then sugar grab bag. Yeah, that's all sugar, though. I know. Okay. It's by the way, my four food groups. Yeah. Another energy taker is gossip. Not a gossiper. Actually, I don't want to hear your gossip. I'm not going to give you my gossip. And if you're a gossiper, I don't even want you working here. I don't want you to be here. We're not a gossiping group for the most part, or you guys don't gossip to me, right? No. We wouldn't we keep it away from you. Would you say I'm a gossiper? No. no. Like, I hate it. The only gossip I'm doing is right right now. I don't even talk when I'm off the show. But you do know a lot of stuff. You just don't oh, talk about it. Oh, you better believe it. it. I, could, I could sink some vessels here yeah. in Nashville in a minute. <laughs> Go ahead. Suck the energy out of Yeah, everybody. I sucked energy out of this city. Go ahead. Uh, sitting all day long. Yeah, I do that. My butt hurts, though. It's injured. So it's I'm kind of leaning a lot on one side. Another energy taker is people-pleasing. I'm not that at all. Zero percent. Yeah. I don't give a crap. We're going to do it. We're going to do it this way. Everybody's going to be successful because of it, but it may be a little uncomfortable getting it done the right way. Mm. Would you say I'm a people pleaser? Nope. In no. A, I don't think you are, no. Would you, Eddie? No way, bro. But do you say that in a bad way? No, that's do, just the way you are. Do you feel like I'm a, Do you feel like I'm mean? I think you... Mm. I don't think not be... Actually, we should strive not to be people pleasers. Right, right. And like, don't be confused. You're, it's not like you're just being selfish. I guess I'm saying, do you think I'm a good dude? Yeah, oh, you're a yeah. good dude. You didn't ask that question. I know, but some people will go, he's not a people pleaser. It means it isn't, mm. he's not good to people. That's I different. Feel, I feel like I try to be great to people, but I, I'm not somebody who's just going to go out of my way to be a people pleaser. This people pleasing in this context of like being an energy taker is you're constantly running around trying to make sure everybody else is good. Happy. And then when you take a hard look at yourself, you're not happy. Mm. Well, I'm not happy. I look at myself, but <laughs> I'm not going to people please too, because I feel like if I'm pleasing people, we're not executing at our highest level, especially professionally. If I got to coddle your butt, I'm spending more time coddling than I am. And then we are getting stuff done so and we're gonna be so much happier when we accomplish big things when and when it comes to people pleasing too it makes you think of one of the four agreements which i know you know them and one of them is to not take anything personally in business yeah in business or even if like mm, personal you can because it's personal well, you take it personal yeah okay in business take nothing personal one of the four agreements okay yeah, but also we can sometimes make- i get so mad at the company <laughs> i'm like this company can hug a root but you know what? Four okay. Four is best book I ever read that took me like 30 minutes to read. It's pretty small. Yeah. Okay. And then the last energy taker that I'm going to mention is- Lunchbox. <laughs> we already mentioned him with cheese. <laughs> no. It's not funny, Eddie. Just the news. Yeah, yeah. I, it's so oh, negative. Oh, man. I don't watch it anymore. I used to. I used to watch it all the time. Now I don't really watch it. I'll read I'll read uh, the headlines. Don't even click into them now. I to read the headline and act like I know about it. And that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. Lunchbox, thank you for your story. You're welcome. Amy, thank you for yours. This is Brixley from Texas. I have a morning corny for you. Why did a banana go to the hospital? Because he wasn't peeling well. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> good job, good job, good job. Here is Barbie from Oklahoma. 
Morning, studio. I was calling to see what happened to Elder vs. Millennial and Lunchbox vs. Amy. Like, where'd those games go? I miss the game. Bring more games. We need more games. All right, thank you for that. Those two in general, we just let rest for a little bit. Sometimes we'll let rest. Yeah, they needed a break. They need a little break, yeah. They, they but we play like, games constantly. Yeah, but they need like a year Like, what break. am I thinking right now? Go. Easy trivia? No, no. no. Not in general. Just the game? No, oh, what are you thinking game? of? What are you thinking? Yeah. Oh, I know. Thinking, Lunch. Food. Food, no. Lunch, no. Amy? Uh, what we're going to do next. No. I injured my BH again. Oh. oh well, You're thinking about that? Yeah, because it hurts so bad. I need one of those cushions to sit on. I oh. wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. That's the first thing that came to my head. But what? 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 What do you mean? That was just... Well, I was talking to Amy about it this morning. Oh. Yeah, because I didn't know if I, have, I could say I have it. A past, it's a past injury, <laughs> mm-hmm. but then I've re-injured it, and it hurts so bad. That's all I can think about. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look. I'll show it to you. Well, no, you no. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just the... joking. I don't care. Oh. Here's a Jerry from Kentucky. Go ahead. want to thank you again so much for the Brooks and Dunn shout out and the tickets and the meet and greet and all that. Looking forward to it. Sarah and I are here at dinner, our Valentine's Day dinner. Hey, guys. Thanks for the tickets. <laughs> She's super excited and, and a little bit shy. Love you guys. Love the show. And, uh... We're looking forward to May 11th. Okay, let's get something straight here. Boom, that was good. This is why, though, I I can't just give away everything that I own and call my friends for stuff because people take advantage of it. Because he said, hey, what can I do to tell her I have Brooks and Dunn tickets? And I said, well, I'll make her a video going, hey, guess what? And he's like, nah. And I'm like, okay. I'm really good friends with Ronnie Dunn of Brooks and Dunn. Like, we go to dinner. Like, that kind of friend. So I said, hey, man, we send this over. He'd be like, hey, Jerry, happy Valentine's Day to you and Sarah. Here's some tickets. And then, but then I was like, no, 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 you don't have to give him tickets. But he already recorded it. I wasn't going to ask him to re-record it. So I told Jerry, he's like giving you tickets. He's saying, congratulations for the tickets. There was never a mention of a meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> but he's at dinner now saying all this stuff. He probably told her now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there was never a mention of that. I don't even know if they do them. The tour bus visit. Yeah. <laughs> the personal tour of Ronnie's house. <laughs> I don't even know if they do meet and greets. So anyway, glad I could help. But see, that's what happens here. That's what happens. It's always spirals out of control. Here's Amy's pile of stories. There's a social media debate happening. Is it acceptable to film and share content with strangers in public without their consent? Legally, if you're in a public place, you can record. Legally. But it's almost time to re-examine those rules because it used to just be recorded with a video camera and then maybe it'd get on the news or get nowhere. But now that it can be distributed very easily to a lot of people, eat, push and submit, yeah, upload. And everyone has a camera. But yes, if you're in public doing something, you have to kind of be prepared that people are going to record you. If you're in a gym, that's a private place. When people record people like, oh, this guy's staring at me. <laughs> like, that ain't cool. Mm-hmm. But yes, the answer is yes, sadly. Yeah, if you're in public, I, it can be recorded publicly. Especially as parents, too. Sometimes we're filming our kids doing something, and they're like, oh, yeah, no big deal. I'm going to throw it up because, like, my son was getting a gray belt the other night, and I filmed, and then I realized in my stories, oh, shoot, there's all these kids lined up. So I took the little where I could color mm. over their faces. and Not I, a public place, though. It's not? It's a private place where you pay money to take lessons. It's in a building. Okay, but those kids, did. I didn't have any consent to put them on my social media. Correct. So I blurred them out. That's a private place, so you shouldn't put people up in a private place. Oh, okay, I hear you. Public hear place, you. you can. Private place, you really can, too. Gonna, but I would say use, 
Use your use your sense, common sense. Don't be throwing stuff up at other kids. I agree with that too. I know. And then if you're filming someone and laughing at their expense because you see something that falling on ice, hilarious. Oh, somebody falls on I have ice. Have to film that. Oh my god, I'm loading it up. I don't care how private it is. I'm loading that crap up immediately. <laughs> So Robert Downey Jr. is demanding $80 million for an Avengers return. I also demand $80 million for me to be in the next Avengers. <laughs> Let's see if they come. Let's see if they offer. Yeah. So he wants that money up front and a percentage of the movie's profits. He probably can get it if they really want. I mean, that, I mean that move, those movies do so well. You can't really do it without them unless you're going to reboot it or have a new young Iron Man come out of the ashes. True. But, then it's called Avengers Secret Wars, and it's looking to come out 2026. Yeah, $80 million. Hey, that ain't nothing for them. Oh, no? Nah. Chump chain? And if they, I, okay, you got me. $75 million, I'll do it, too. Wait, <laughs> I just came down. Which, speaking of money and entertainers, I saw this whole article of the top paid entertainers of last year. And in at number one was Genesis. Mm-hmm, because they did a reunion tour. Oh. <laughs> Phil Collins. That was his group that he was in before he went solo. He was actually the drummer for Genesis when they were searching for a new lead singer because do you know who the lead singer was? Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel, who sings, Your eyes, the light, your eyes. And they searched, but he'd always play the drums in it, and then he jumped up as front man, and they were like, well, just roll with it. And then he played drums and sang, and then he got up front. They made that much money. $230 million. Well, because they they were Iron Man in three movies. They got the job. Yeah, they got the. Yeah. Sting was number two with two hundred and ten million, and then Tyler Perry was at number three with one hundred and seventy-five million. Tyler Perry's so legit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's so legit. All right, what else? Uh, this is cool. Jimmy Allen and for King and Country teamed up for the latest CMT Crossroads. That's going to be airing on February twenty-eighth. So that'll be a cool, oh, cool one to watch. And the neat thing about them is they became friends like fourteen years ago when they all came to town and had nothing going on. And they would, like, meet for breakfast and, like, share the troubles of trying to make it in the music business. And so it's cool that now they're both, or all three of them are super successful and able to do this together. For King & Country on this week's Bobbycast, for an hour with those guys, hearing their story, it is a wild. Their dad was, he was a promoter, and a promoter pays money and then goes out and tries to do a tour. And hopefully he makes all his money back plus. And he went completely under. And they moved here because he thought he'd get a job here. And that job went completely under. It's a crazy story, wow. and they have a sister that's very famous, and they were doing music, and they were like, we don't want to be known as her. And so they, amazing Bobby cast with those guys. Go search it up. Search for the Bobby cast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. There's a firefighter named Jake of the Gerald Fire Department in Gerald, Texas. He was diagnosed with a cancerous brain tumor. In late January, so last month, he's 24 years old. He underwent a 10-hour surgery to remove part of the tumor. Then another few days later, they had to go get the rest. They couldn't do it all at once because, again, it was a, like a 10-hour surgery just to get part of it. in the brain, oh, man. So through all of this, that entire town and that entire fire department has been so supportive. He got back out of the hospital, and he was bald because of all the work they had to do. That I mean, cut it to his head. And so everybody at the fire department all shaved their head bald to support him. Oh, that's so cool. He showed up and he was like, man, I could have done it without the town. And even this is like such an example of what people have done for me. And I love that. So first of all, let me say, man, he's 24 and he had a brain tumor. Mm. That stinks. And it shouldn't happen to a 24-year-old. Way too young. And these doctors that can go in and work on the brain over two days and remove the... (sighs) Glad we have them. In this town, in this fire department, awesome. 
So yeah, I'm gonna say that's what it's all about in a second. But one time when I was in high school, my senior year, we were in the state playoffs. We were like, let's let's all do something to show that we're, we're united. So we all shaved our heads, bald. And we're like, let's go ahead, but they'll be freaking out. We'll show up bald headed. And first of all, our helmets didn't really fit because they're, <laughs> they're loose. They're a little <laughs> loose and there's sweat. Was, <laughs> we didn't even know that until we got out there for the game. And then secondly, we got beat like 37 to 10. Uh-huh. And you take your helmets off at the end to shake hands. And we like the biggest group of idiots walking across the field with our bald heads. It's not a good memory. We, we shaved our heads. Our helmets were squishy. And then we lost. We look so stupid. But we'd have done that for Jake, though, too, I hope. Yeah, yes. for sure. You guys, great job. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's at this time every morning, we do the morning corny. On Thursdays, we try to figure them out. It's now time for the investigative morning corny. We have 90 seconds, guys. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. The morning corny. What do you call a guitar that never finishes a job? All right, go. Okay. Guitar. Out of, out of tune. tune. Out of tune. But I don't know how that. I said the same thing, but I don't know how that goes. Lazy. Tune. Lazy tuner. No tuner. Bad tune. Out of tune. Uh, broken down. Again, okay. Out of a job. Out of work. Let's do the job thing. Out of work. Um, unemployed. Un. Um, unemployed. What do you call a guitar that never finishes a job? Never finishes a job. Incomplete. Shoestring. Um, Strings. Guitar. Tune. Tune. Six string. A guitar. I don't know about a guitar. Music. Sound. Rock. Def. Fender. Gibson. I don't know anything. Guitars. Are we going to go over? No, we no, no, we no, haven't no. gone over. Don't give up. Don't give up. Say it again. What do you call a guitar, guitar that never guitar. finishes a job? Get tired. Get tired? No, but keep get, going with that. Get tired. Flat get, tire. Not, not totally with that, but just like, the. Get tired. Get tired. I'm tired. Get tired. And get sleeping. tired of working. Get tired of. Get tired. Get tired. Like he's retired. Get tired of, Is that it? Get tired of working. The lazy. Get tired of living or get tired of dying. What do you call a guitar? Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> lazy. What do you call a guitar that never finishes it's a job? Re- it's get song. Get tired. Get tired. Get. How are we not getting this? We are stupid. Get fired. <laughs> You're not. Maybe it's harder than I thought. I, I, I just don't know. I bet it is. Okay. We got none. We got it's, none. It's not time yet. It is. Gar. I'm get tired of this. I'm bit. get tired of this. Yeah, good. We got none. I don't even Read know. it Dang, again. That's not how I saw this going. Well. What do you call a guitar that never finishes a job? Never finishes a job. What? A quitar. What? Quitter. Quitter. Oh my gosh. I could have said, what do you no, call a guitar no, that like gives I would have up? Never gotten that. Or what do you call a guitar what that you quits? Got, what do you, That's what you would have said. Her. A guitar. Yeah, a never quitter. finishes a job. You just say, it doesn't matter. We lost guys. We can't take it out on her because we Yo, lost. Yo, God. What'd you say? Get tired? Like you were there, yeah. like quitter. Quitter. You know, quitter sounds like when they had the World Cup. Quitter. Quitter. I know. Quitter. Quitter. Hey, we can't even yell our thing. Do you want to just for fun see if you know the other? No, I don't. You know There's nothing fun. No such thing as fun when we're we're stupid. So okay, dumb. Ray, cl- fin- do the thing. Do the thing. Get out Whatever. of here. Get us out of this. <laughs> that was the morning corny. Worst bit. I feel like a loser. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys. You can be anywhere in the whole wide world, but you're here. And now let's open the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Oh, Bobby Bones. I went to a new doctor's office and they were weirdly asking for tips for their nurses. <laughs> the sign read, gratuity appreciated for your nurse. 
There was a place to drop cash, and there was even a Venmo QR code. It seems weird to me. Thinking about not going back. Has tipping gotten out of control, or is there a reason I should tip my nurse? I know you're big on tipping, but what would you tip in this situation? Signed, Nicole, the non-nurse tipper. Yeah, what is it? 15%, 10%, 1%? I don't even know what to do. My nurse? First of all, here's what I'm going to say about tipping being out of control. Tipping's out of control if you let it be out of control. Meaning, I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody going, hey, you can tip me if you want. That doesn't mean you have to tip everybody. It doesn't mean you have to tip everybody the same. I try to. In my life now, I'm very fortunate, so I try to pass that along. In my life 15 years ago, I couldn't. I literally couldn't because I had no money. There was a difference. So the nurse thing, though, still hits me weird. I'll be honest with you. It's very yeah. strange. And here's the problem. This is the problem with the nurse tipping. That it's fine to do. Absolutely, I get it. Nurses probably are underpaid, too. I don't know what nurses make. I'm sure whatever it is is underpaid because the crap that they do, I couldn't do. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't wipe a butt or put a needle in somebody or no way, people yeah. always coughing and sick. Like Catheter. Yeah, nurses are angels. <laughs> Amy's always stuck on That's the where you went to the catheter with she me. Keeps going to the yeah, she's always a... I, hey, Well, listen. what's fun? Here's the bit. Bring one in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. Here's what I'm going to say. If you're going to go back to this place, I know you're saying you're considering not. If you're going to go and make this place a regular place, you have to tip because they're going to know you're the person that doesn't tip and you're probably not. It's just with a nurse, I don't want to mess around. You're not going to get good care? Mm-mm. I don't know. Like they're going to poke you harder? Well, they're just not going to. Hey. That bedside manner ain't going to be as good <laughs> if you're the one that's not tipping. I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but they know. I, I I would have trouble going to this place because I feel like that's weird. And if it was the only place, I get it. It's weird to say tip your nurse. I'm trying to Google. Is that can that legal? Can they take tips? I think I anybody so. can take Anyone. a tip. Anyone. Oh. I we think can take I'm, tips. I'm putting a jar up here. <laughs> Let's do you it. You guys, when you walk out, if I do a good job. <laughs> so it is, yes, tipping is out of control. But you can control it. And the nurse thing does hit funny. But if you're going to continue going to this place, you need to tip the nurse. Because you, if you don't think they're humans and are affected by, oh, she's the one that doesn't tip. Like, I don't think they're going to cut off the wrong leg or anything in surgery. But maybe they're a little slower to you. Maybe they... That's the thing. So go yeah. somewhere new or tip the nurse. But yes, it's out of control. But you can control it. <laughs> there are two things you can do. You can control it and you can stop forest fires. Like Smokey, oh. like Smokey the Bear. Yeah. That's right. Thank you, Amy. Anything you want to say about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm just still stuck on the fact that I, I don't know. Because then, could you tip teachers? I guess you do. Some well, parents. A lot of give people don't gifts. come in to be able to do that. You don't need to send money with the kids. They'll never get there. The kids will buy brunts. Out of <laughs> That's the machine. true. I'm just thinking of all the different people that are sure. like you. Parent said. teacher conferences. You put up a jar. Oh, Tips yeah. accepted. <laughs> I tip like crazy. Then get a, get that grade boost. Mm-hmm. But there are oh people yeah, that are, for sure. Because you know she's gonna help. Or he gonna help you get that better grade if parents are tipping. Yeah. Um, yes, tipping's out of control. But if you're gonna keep going to this place, you need to tip her because they're gonna know. Okay. And don't do cash. But if you do cash, they need to see you do cash. Oh. You need to be like, I'm just tipping. going to do some tipping. Everybody, I do want a little tipping and drop it in. Or where I do always, I put the yeah, tip? Yeah, that's what I always do. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sir, right in front of you. There's a big size. I want to tip a lot of money. Where do I put it? <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you QR via uh, Venmo it. And you write your name. Yeah. Good luck with that. That's a weird one, but I appreciate that email. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in Hope. 
When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. This woman and her husband welcome five babies at the hospital on Sunday afternoon. So five. Whoa. That would be two, three. Quint- quintuplets. Yeah. Oof. That's a lot. Like, That's tough. I think I'd just like to have twins and they come out and then you're done. You say that. Mm-hmm. I do, but it's my sister-in-law, they had twins, and it took the whole family to, to like, get everything going. Like, grandparents, everyone on board to help out. But then you just got them going at the same time, then you're done. Oh, well, that's true. So it's, if you just want to, yeah. yeah? Yeah. Just have twins and call it. Which was like a button you could push. <laughs> yeah, that'd be it's nice. It's like, hey, ba- hey, hey, baby, let's go to the bedroom. <laughs> and then you push the button for what you want. Place One, the order. two. Yeah, it's just Three. like you're, you're ordering ahead. So her name is Dominica Clark. She already had seven children. Oh, what? And she gave birth. They were trying to have eight. Big family. But they gave birth to quintuplets. That's crazy. (laughs) That's Uh, 12. I have a buddy that had quintuplets. Really? Yeah, they had one child, and they had been trying for a little while to have another one, and they couldn't get pregnant. He was in medical school, so they did some fertility quintuplets. So... Amy, you can explain that to us mm-hmm. better because they do implant what a lot of. Well, I think they were doing like whatever. Amy, I mean, Clomid, Clomid, like, like it, 
tries to up the eggs and then boom, you have a well, I, I boom. Took, we, the boom happens. <laughs> oh, the yeah, boom. boom, yeah. I, I took Clomid. It's a pill that made me a little crazy. Hello. But it was supposed to make my eggs more attractive so that they would, you know. I remember you walking in the room and I'd be like, mm. God, hey, look at those eggs. It's like makeup for the eggs? It's like, mm. <laughs> be like Push stop up looking bra. at the eggs. Stop yeah, but the eggs. so I don't know if, yeah, Lundra's friend had a lot of attractive <laughs> eggs because five seems like a lot because I feel like that's normally happens when you implant the embryos. But don't they, do they ever implant way more embryos? Yes, That's because they they don't, some, none of them may survive. They're kind of like, okay, if we do five, maybe one or two will make it. Oh, shoot. All five Next made thing you it. Know, <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. You got eight. Mm-hmm. Dang. But all those kids hanging out in there, five, you got to be huge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they take them out way early. So like cesarean? Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, I mean. Oh, right. yeah, you can't do natural. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I, so I was expecting <laughs> nine months. <laughs> no, no, like no. Stanley they're... has ACL surgery. We got to roll them around in like a thing. So like you put your belly in a thing and you roll <laughs> I just, Like for five, that's just what I expected. I've never yeah, seen that. Yeah, five at full turn. And then her coming having. coming out your throat, your butt, your front. <laughs> yeah. It's just babies coming out everywhere. Wow. Uh, a woman, listen to this one. A woman has become a first-time mom at age 52 after spending more than $200,000 on IVF. She is from Massachusetts. She gave birth on Christmas Day. She tried for six years. She used IVF therapies and donor eggs, and they've been waiting forever, but 52, and they're going to try again. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Healthy baby? Wow. It says so. Wow. 52, good. Now, here's the thing that's unfair. A guy can be 52. For sure. 59. 90. 60, 63. 80. 71. <laughs> we can go full Sesame Street and keep going, but we don't need to. So it's unfair that we get to be able to do that forever. And you guys, Amy, talking about women, don't. Right. That sucks. For, that There's sucks. It's unfair. It's unfair. That we have sucks. to do that y'all don't have to do every mm. month. Never yeah. heard of it. Never heard of it. There's you never heard? Of oh, y'all wouldn't. A lot of things guys got to do the girls can't. That's y'all true. would yeah. not yeah, open, doors. Doors. Open, doors. open doors. Open doors. Oh, pay for the first true. date. Okay. <laughs> I would much rather pay for the first date than deal with. I always tell everybody, my wife included, I wish I could have the baby in me. So I could bond with the baby oh, for nine months, and you really mean that? I wish, yeah. So also before that, I'm you extremely want the, jealous. Yes, I. Yeah, so you want yeah, the period every month? Hit me with it. No, dude, no way. <laughs> you want the cramps? Yeah. You want the? <gasps> Dear God, it's Bobby here. Please hit me with the period and the cramps because I would like to have a baby in my belly and bond with it for nine months because I would be extremely jealous because mm. the baby's gonna be getting all the, all the time. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you get all the sympathy. You get all the, oh, do you need help oh, with that? Yeah, oh, pet my belly. Oh. People want pet my belly now, and yeah. I'm begging for it. I get I called a creep. And you get to park sympathy. closer at the grocery store. I mean, heck yeah. Go to the mall. Like, oh, they have pregnancy partnering. Oh, you don't have to walk as far. I wish I could hold the belly of my baby. My wife says, you just say that because you know you can't. Right. She might it's have a point. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> it ain't easy for me to say. Prove it. It I will say, yeah. never happen, so I it's want easy it. to say. Raymundo was walking us through how much it costs to get an ambulance because he had to call ambulance. Now, this was on our post show yesterday. So you can hear this whole show. And then you can hear a lot of days we just stay on and do extra content and talk extra just because we want to. We want to give our listeners, like, if you like us that much, we'll give you some more for free. But Ray was talking about the bills for his wife because she got so sick. And the gas for the ambulance was how much? $75. The fact that they sent an ambulance was how much? $650. That also may have included the fire truck. Because <laughs> the bill came from the fire truck. Did you place. ever see the fire truck? Yeah, it was there. I was oh, talking to all the guys. He came won't. out with an axe. I said, you don't need that. <laughs> he didn't even knock. They just go to axing the door. So your wife, there's Ray, there's Bay, and she was just so sick at her stomach, right? Correct. Was she like, it was like 
both ends. What was happening here? Well, I mean, it was she was vomiting so fiercely she was choking on it. It was getting very serious. So you called. You said, "Come get her help." Mm-hmm. And you knew the restaurant that she had the food that made her sick. Yeah, we had traced back some of the meals we ate, and then we figured out what she had eaten that I hadn't. Okay. And obviously, it couldn't have been something you ate from the same place, even though it was different food, right? Right, but we had all tried. It was like kind of stuff we were finger food that we were both going for. Got it. Okay. So you go to the hospital. She's out in how long? Well, Eight hours, 10 hours? It was 10 to 4.30, so we were there six and a half hours. Okay, good. And she's okay now? Great. Never been better. So I say all that just so you know the backstory. And Ray was fired up because he was like, she got food poisoning. We found out who it was. So you sent them an email. Well, yeah, I was at the hospital a long time, so I had some time on my hands. So I decided to fire one off. I was heated. Mm-hmm. Triggered because she's sick. Yeah. Triggered because you had a fire truck show up at your house with an axe. <laughs> Guy's going to chop down the door. Will you read us the email that you sent the place, even though now you realize she wasn't food poisoned? Correct. And I redacted some of the stuff not to out the place because it wasn't them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let's say again, she did not have food poisoning. She had the same stomach bug that a lot of us had. Correct. Right. Okay, here we go. Here's Ray's email to a restaurant about the food poisoning they gave his wife, but then parentheses, they really didn't. Go ahead. Yeah, I said, Dear Bar and Grill, just writing to inform you that my wife got food poisoning from your restaurant last night and was deathly ill. Oh. We had several takeout items off your menu. The one item I didn't have and she did was a signature salad. That's what got her sick. We had to pay for an ambulance, fire truck, and hospital visit. Just letting you know. Next paragraph. This is the final one. This is where it gets good. We will not be going to your restaurant ever again. I had a friend once who had a screw in his salad from a different place, and he got paid out. Oh, Oh my God. I'm not implying anything, but the ball is in your court to make this right however you see fit. I'm not implying. Yes, you did. That's all. (laughs) That's That's complete implication. I'm not implying anything, but my friend got paid when there was a screw in his salad. I was mad. Yeah, but then you're like, pay me money. And also, the way you send an email to this place, it, you don't really know if it goes anywhere. You just click on a... Is it in a box? In like, a, you go to the website, a mailbox, and then it just goes off into the internet. Yeah, somebody gets it. I would yeah. assume there's an account. Okay, have you heard a response from them? So we didn't get a response there, so we hit them on Instagram. Wait, why would, So you still think at this point that she's been food poisoned? No. Well, it was within the next couple days, but this is a couple weeks ago. But yes. You still, at this point. The following day, didn't get an email back, so then we went to Instagram. Okay, go ahead. And DM them the (laughs) exact same message. Okay, now. (laughs) You've sent it to two people. Do you get any sort of response? No response. And did you send a follow-up going, my bad, that's on me? That's what we kind of talked about because they didn't ever respond in the first place. Is it now our job to tell them that we were totally in the wrong? It's our bad. That's up to you. Is it your job? I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if we had started the communication line of communication, maybe we should. But it just they, I don't know. The inter, the email just went off into the ether. Well, why not send into the ether a hey, my bad. The the sensational salad was quite sensational. And it wasn't sensational salad's fault. And we have discussed that, but we just haven't. You discussed in a meeting about it in the boardroom. <laughs> yeah. How, how many days did it? Or what was the time frame of him figuring out it was the virus? Uh, probably two days when he got sick. When he right? got it. <laughs> So, and you know, food poisoning, you really can't catch that from somebody else. <laughs> you can, though. Oh, no, no, you can catch the bug, not food yeah, poisoning. Yeah, but not food poisoning, though. <laughs> so the salad didn't get her sick, and then you got the salad sickness, right? Absolutely. Right. You're right. My <laughs> best recommendation would be to send off another note into the ether. Maybe nobody gets it. 
and go, hey, we'd like to compliment your, what was the salad called? Signature salad. We'd like to compliment your signature salad. <laughs> it seems in the past, I mistakenly thought he gave us food poisoning. That was not the case. Please accept my apologies. Maybe you just send that, and if it goes into ether, great. Well, and then some of the other stuff we can't take back is apparently they really want to know when it's food poisoning, the place. So we told every fire truck person, all the ambulance oh, staff at the emergency room, and they put it on a list. So I don't know how you correct any of Here's that. Here's how you do it. You get on our Bobby Bones show Instagram, and you do a public apology, and you say, I'm sorry, this place is awesome, and I should have never blamed it because it was a stomach bug. And, and we'll all the go. firefighters and police officers, and you tag every one of them in America. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's like when you start to have to write sentences. I used to have to write, you oh. know, if I talk too much in class. Oh. <laughs> I'd have to, you have to find and tag every police officer in America. And we'll go back to that restaurant tonight. Woo! Was, was that a good restaurant where you said you weren't going to go back? It's one of our favorites. It's right next to our place. Good news. You get to go back. I hope this time, though, they do food poison the salad a little bit. <laughs> Just a little so bit. So what did we learn from this? It, what we really learned is if you're triggered, don't respond. Period. Because a triggered response is always the worst. Heated. And you feel like when you're out of that triggered, when, you're, when your brain's not flipped up, scared, fight or flight, when you come out of that, you're always like, oh, why did I do that? I really work on not giving triggered responses. There have been some times recently where I wanted to just, I was so triggered that I wanted to come on and just melt things, and I didn't. And I'm proud of myself because I've had that growth. Now, I don't always have that growth. When the Chrisley's thing blew up, I wanted to come on and melt down the whole town. Oh, yeah. Whenever they were coming at me, but I didn't. Because I go, there's no use in that. I'm not. So the same thing with Ray. He was triggered. He probably should have waited. And then after he got the virus, realized, okay, this is not food poisoning. And if it still was, sent a note a few days later. Triggered responses are not good responses because one way or the other, you're in a place where emotionally you're not making the best decision because it's emotional. And decisions really shouldn't be made by emotion for the most part. I was talking with a friend yesterday because he's going through some crap. And he was like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And he also was an athlete. And I said, think about this. When did you play your best basketball? He was like, what do you mean? I said, when your heart rate isn't just, when you're not super nervous, when you, you're doing something you've done a hundred times before, when you're calm, you can think. So right now you're not that calm. You're not thinking straight. You're nervous. You're like going on stage for the first time on American Idol. You're like playing ball. You're a ninth grader. The first time with senior high team, your heart rate's up. You're going for a job interview for a job that you may not even feel like you deserve, but you're so nervous. No, you can't be in that space right now. You got to let it calm down before you can make the most rational, best decision for you. And so that's what I try to do. I'm not always good at it. That's what I try to do. I've noticed that about you, though. It is growth because, yeah, when emotion comes in, logic goes out. And then, yeah, you don't you don't have to deal with that regret later. Emotions are good to be there, but they just shouldn't be in the driver's seat. Old me burns down about 10 talents at this point. Oh, yeah. New me has a staff here on the show that I realize if I can't burn the whole, if it's not good for me to burn the town, which I will, I'll burn towns down, and I still do occasionally. <laughs> but I go, if it's trivial, I don't because I have a responsibility to not only everybody in this room, but the room that connects, and then also to our listeners. So that's the point we're going to take from this. Triggered response is not good response 99% of the time. So try to remove yourself from the trigger, make a decision, and you won't regret it most of the time. Ray regrets that unless he gets paid out. Also, too, let's not jump straight to uh, food poisoning every well, time. You know? that he was every triggered. Time. He was triggered. <laughs> he was triggered. Triggered as crap. All right, thank you for sharing that with us. That was yep. Hey, that was vulnerable of you. And maybe it leads to a commercial. No, it's not going to. And it's I advertise for the grill. signature but salad. But it's not going to. Hey, Ray here. You know, once I thought the signature salad made my wife sick. <laughs> and she vomited for days. Heck, there was an ambulance call. Here's the one thing about it. 
It doesn't get you food poisoning. Two ninety nine. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ray, thank you. Yep. You can cut the song. All right. We got a lot to do. We got a lot of fun stuff we're going to do today. Um, why don't we hit this? We'll do Tell Me Something Good, obviously, in a second. I had a bad had a bad day yesterday. Oh, no. It, had a bad it was all, I almost did an Instagram live, and I haven't done one of those in ages. It was such a bad day, I almost got an Instagram live. That's how you know. That's how you know. <laughs> okay. Time now for the news. Bobby's Big Stories. A contestant from Naked and Afraid injured his penis from the campfire uh, on the show. Oh, yeah. One of the coals from the fire landed on his uh, wiener during the premiere. He starts yelling. Everybody's sleeping. The medics came. That'll be released on Sunday on Discovery from the New York Post. Cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't like that. How does that not happen more often, though, on that show? Because most people don't get their naked wiener near a fire, probably. Well, but they're doing a lot they're of naked, other naked. Everything naked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. Really? Because they start naked, I think. Or am I thinking of a different Survivor show? Because there was a guy that was on Snake in the Grass, my show that's on Peacock right now. And he's a contestant from Naked and Afraid, but they can build their own clothes if they build their own clothes, like make their own clothes. Yeah, they have to kill like an animal or something. Or plants. Yeah, Yeah, like a leaf. Hey, Adam and Eve, ever heard of them? (laughs) Yes, I've heard of those too. (laughs) So I think, but yeah, that's weird. Wow. And that hurts and that's painful. Also in the news, update your iPhone now. Apple issues an urgent warning to download the new iOS 16 that fixes security flaws amid hacking fears. Why do they keep doing it? It's like I have to download a new one every other week because of hacking fears. And what am I really downloading? Exactly. The vaccine? (laughs) Maybe. Exactly. (laughs) That's a new conspiracy theory. Uh, That's from the Daily Mail. I'll do it. Just because I always have. And I can't prove not to do it. And how are the... I was talking to somebody yesterday about hacking. Just in general. And if you pay somebody enough money, these you can go hire a hacker from another country, fifty grand, they can hack whatever you want. It's crazy. You're reading stories about it online. It's like it's almost you it's hard to be safe. Like I'm over here protecting my identity and that's been great with LifeLog. But still my stuff gets on the dark web sometimes. And that's LifeLog will go, Hey, your information's on the dark web. You you need to change the password because it's up there, or you need to and so I do. So thank God I have that. But like I don't even know how that stuff gets out there. Yeah. Or how they do these data breaches. Mm-hmm. So change it. Get up that new iOS 16. And Lunchbox, what are you on? Four? I have no idea, man. I haven't updated. Because it always says, oh, you got to back up your phone. You may lose everything. So I'm like, well, why would I update it if I'm going to lose everything? So No, it, that doesn't mean you got to back up your phone because you might lose everything. It means you better back up your phone because if you don't, you could lose everything and not have it. I think you're reading that wrong. I don't know. It's always like, you could lose all your photos if you don't back it up. And I'm like... Right. That's the way to read it. Yes. Yeah, but I don't even know how to back it up. So you you bend down, <laughs> stick it out. And back, back it up, dude. It. Come on, let's go. Then you look good. I want you to back the thing. But what, where, I mean, where would I back it up? Like, I don't the know. club. <laughs> also in the news, Sam Hunt announces a special two-night show in Las Vegas. He will do two shows there. According to the press release, Sam will perform at Resorts World Theater... Friday, April 21st, Saturday, April 22nd. Tickets for the show go on sale February 16th. Is that today? Yep. Yeah. Look at that. At 10 a.m., probably local Vegas time. That's from Fox 5 Vegas. Elon Musk created a special system for you to see all of his tweets first. That's why we see all his tweets. So what happened was he buys Twitter. He didn't want to buy Twitter, but he buys Twitter. And Twitter's now a nightmare. It's a mess. Hopefully they get it fixed. Half people have left. Half people have been fired. So basically, it's just Elon in a room by himself, playing with an Atari controller. But what do you mean he didn't want to buy it? 
Well, so he made, he goes, hey, I'm going to buy it, trying to make a statement. They tried to get out of it. Oh, okay. But they, the court mm-hmm. held him to it, and you have to buy it. So now he owns Twitter. And I love Twitter, but it is a mess. It's a mess now. That being said, he posted a tweet, and it's like, I got so many followers. How come my analytics only show so many people saw it? Well, they were like, well, there wasn't a great engagement with it. Like, people didn't care about that one that much. And he's like, I own Twitter. Everything that I post should be seen. Oh, boy. Yeah, but I would do that, too, if I owned Twitter. <laughs> I get it. That's funny. I would be like, I like I bought this, so if I post something, everybody needs to see it. I don't care what the, and what, what the algorithms say for everybody else. So, like, I get it. It's just funny that that's how it happened. And we see all his tweets, and they're not that good. Like Sometimes they are, but sometimes I'm just, I'm like, how did this show up? Because I don't follow him. Yeah. But that's how he makes sure we all see it. I felt that, though. Because if I'm on Twitter, you'd see every one of my tweets, too. I mean, this story got me. I haven't logged into Twitter in a while, and this story got me to go in. So I guess he's doing something, mm-hmm. right? He now I'm curious. must be doing <laughs> something right. Uh, daycare director charged with giving 17 children melatonin without parents' consent. Oh, no. Oh, How do you feel about that, Eddie? No, you can't do that. Like, I get you want them to go to, na- like, nap time or whatever and go to sleep, but you can't make them go to sleep. Like, you can't do that. That's illegal. Amy? I mean, I give my son melatonin every night, but he's aware of it, and I'm the parent, and I am aware of it as well. And I know the, the amount he's, his body can handle. This is from NBC Boston. A former daycare director is facing multiple charges after being accused of giving melatonin gummies. I love a gummy, though. They're good. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the gummy is. They work. I like a gummy. Yeah. So she faces 11 counts of neglect of a dependent, six counts of a reckless supervision, and that was it. She was giving kids melatonin gummies. And you can't do that. That's illegal. She should be in trouble. Absolutely. But a little bit. Are you guys like, I felt that. I get it. Well, I felt that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, you just can't do it. But like, I We do it as parents. That's what, I mean, that's why I just said, aren't these gummies good? You want? Maybe. Like a little bit, you have sympathy for her. You're like, <laughs> she must have been having a bad. But you can't do that. Isn't it weird no. how Amy says it, though? You like these gummies? <laughs> gummies are good. I know. Anyone ever change their kid's name? That's the question. A mom admitted she wants to change the name of her daughter, who is 18 months old. So, have you talked about, in your family, somebody's name being changed? Mm-mm. On the air? No, did I do that? No, not you. Oh. <laughs> I thought about when we no, were... No, not you. Mm. Why are you looking <laughs> yeah. at me like that? It's happening over I there. I feel like you're... What? Didn't... I'm, I'm not going well, to say it on the air if you've never said it. Didn't someone in your family have a kid and change their name? They didn't... Okay, I think maybe what you're referring to is they didn't name him for a while. Who? Are you talking about... Are you talking about my nephew? <laughs> right. Is that with my sister? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. She... Well, she just didn't... They didn't I don't think they changed it. She just didn't name him for a while and they left the hospital. And then when he was four, they finally picked out a name. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then they were forced to like figure it out because you have to fill out that paperwork and they're like, dang it. Okay. So they did it. Got it. Were they calling him anything for the bit of time? I can't remember. They didn't change his name. I remember that wrong, huh? I guess. I don't know. They call him like the nickname of, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, so the baby, which she wants to change the name, it sounds like a virus, she said. V. She refers to herself as Vivi, but it doesn't say what the name is. Mike, did you ever see that? Because I looked for it, and I never saw the kid's name, so I thought it would be something like Corona or... Yeah. So I, a bird flu? Yeah, or like food poisoning. <laughs> like, like French. <laughs> but they're changing the name after 18 months. I guess I would just see from a psychologist or something, like, 
if that, because that seems still young to me, but I don't know how much they know or what they're attached to with their name. Or be consistent with it. Change it every 18 months for the rest of her life. Ooh. That way it's oh, just normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's from the Daily Mail. Finally, some ways to alleviate a headache naturally. Instead of always reaching for medication, there are other ways to get rid of a migraine. The next time you want to lose a headache, they say do something that makes you happy right away. Research says that watching a favorite TV show or chatting with a loved one curbs your headache. Going for a run or meditating is also great ways to lose some of the pain. That's from Women's World. Here's the thing. If I go for a run and my head hurts, it makes my head hurt worse because it's like this. Hurt, 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 hurt mm-hmm. as I run. The only thing I want to do that sounds fun when I get a headache is get rid of the headache. You know what sounds fun? Medicine. <laughs> Taking medicine. But I don't, I can't subscribe to that because when I get a headache, which isn't a lot, and I get a headache for dehydration mostly because if I don't drink enough water, it kills. Or I'll get so car sick sometimes, I'll get a headache. But the last thing I want to do is go watch Family Ties when my head's killing me. But you do love that. I know, I would. I would. That'd be cool, yeah. (laughs) Hey, thank you. That's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. All right, coming up in a few minutes, Chase Rice. I will say yesterday's a pretty pretty brutal day. I got two things to do. I'm going to do housekeeping, and I'm going to do why yesterday was not good, both at the same time in this segment. Uh, So I go yesterday. I had a friend who was like, hey, let's let's get some pickleball. So I don't get a chance to play a lot of pickleball, but I like to play pickleball, and I think I'm pretty good for a pickleball player as someone who doesn't play a lot of pickleball. So I love it, and he's he was really good, like next level good. And he comes out and he just whoops my butt round one, and I'm like, all right, let's go. I really didn't do anything different, but I said, all right, let's go. And so he beat me again, game two, and we're playing best of five. Well, I wore tennis shoes that I'd never worn to work out or run in before, but they were newest. So I've already started to get blisters on my feet, like game two. But again, we're playing best of five, and I'm down 0-2. And one thing I'm not going to do is give up, because I realize. This could be the beginning of a great Disney movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So my feet are killing me. Game three, I win. Take my shoe off, got a little blood coming out of my toe. Oh, wow, blood. Yeah. And I know the reporters are already writing about it, the blood game. <laughs> but it's 2-1. Play another game. I win game I win game four, so it's 2-2. Two two. Dang, this is crazy. It's crazy. It's feet, feet, crowds on their feet. What was weird, though, was the, ten, the pickleball courts were next to a school. They're not on the school property, but they're next to a school, and the school was, like, out at three. There were kids everywhere. That's weird. Yeah, it felt weird. Yeah. And I was like, are we like on school property? And we weren't, but it was right next to a school. And so we played game five and I got beat and I lost and went home. But so it wasn't a good mm-hmm. ending to the Disney movie. But before I was going home, I left my bag. I keep everything in a bag. You know, for me, it's no pockets in 23. So I always carry a bag. Keep my phone, keys, a bar. Band-Aids. It's like a man purse. Like it's- you still have pockets. You just don't want to put anything in them. Yeah. Okay. For me, no pockets of 23. That's okay. what I say. I got basically a Meemaw purse at this yeah. point. Yeah. And so I put it in the back of the car. Little did I know a car could lock with the keys inside of it. Ever heard of such thing? No. Me either. It's what happened. I go up to the door, pull it up. Boom. Well, my friend who's leaving is starting to back out. And I don't want to. We've been playing pickleball for the last two hours. And I lost. So I'm just trying to play it cool and be like a good sport. I don't stop him for like help. I can't unlock the car door. And I'm like, Great. So I, I call, I get an Uber, a Uber 25 minutes home. What? Get a car key, Uber 25 minutes back. Oh my goodness. Car sick is crazy. My feet are bleeding. I finally get the car. It takes another 25 minutes. It took me like two hours to just get home. And my feet are killing me today just because I played in shoes I shouldn't have played in and lost. And all that sucked. And then last night, Arkansas lost the game and I was, they didn't play till eight o'clock and they lost and it was like 1030 and I went to bed with busted up feet. 
a loser in pickleball and a loser in basketball. But but you didn't play the basketball game. That's Basically. Just, you just watched it. No, that's what it feels like. Okay. So that was my bad day yesterday. Good. The end. Yeah, scene. Hard, hey, dude. scene. I was what you, wow, you said. Man. Is, what did you just? You said it's the worst day. He almost went live. Ever? Yeah, I was stuck in my car, and I was like, I was just gonna ask somebody to come help me. Okay. Can somebody please let me in my car? Anybody know how to Jimmy a lock or something? And luckily, I have my phone, and so I just called an Uber. And I get Probably so better. carsick in the back seat. And I sometimes will go, Hey, do you mind if I sit up front with you? Which is always weird, but I'm okay with it, so I don't vomit, but I stunk so bad from playing pickleball, I didn't want to make the guy smell my armpit holes for the next 25 minutes. <laughs> so, it was, yeah, it was a pretty rough one yesterday. Yeah, and now I'm I'm thinking about if that actually, like if my key was in there, you couldn't just like put your finger mm-hmm. on the... I tried it all. Nothing? Tried it all. Huh. And if I could change any part of that day, I would change losing. me losing a pickleball. Yeah, right. for sure. I'd do all the car lock. I'd do, I, I hate losing You wouldn't so change much. Arkansas winning to win? I'd uh, probably me losing a pickleball. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Let myself down. It's so close. It's so dude. close. It's, dang. Um, and then some some housekeeping now. Housekeeping. <laughs> I had a couple things I want I want to say here. Housekeeping. So I'll follow up this voicemail with the answer. This is Anne Marina from Seattle. Hey, Bobby Bones Show. I'm just wondering what happened to your guys' station. You used to play on 98.9 The Bull here, and now it plays rock music, which I hate. So really bummed that you guys are gone because 100.7 The Wolf sucks, and we miss you. Anyway, hope you guys can play or broadcast back to Seattle area sometime soon. So I didn't know this was happening either, and usually if, like, our show... For some reason, is it doing well? They'll just change out the show. But they just flipped the whole radio station out of nowhere. And Scuba Steve goes, hey, you know, they just flipped it to a rock station. I'm like, I do, I did not know that. And so that station now is apparently a rock station. So I'm doing mornings over there. It's Bobby Rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, coming up, uh, we're doing Van Halen on the threes. Uh, but yeah, that station no longer exists, which is weird. But you can listen on our iHeartRadio app every day. You can listen to the podcast. It used to be where I was obsessed with getting into markets, but now I don't care as much. I do care. I don't care as much because a lot of people listen on demand. A lot of people listen live, but they can also listen live on the app. But that's the situation there. Will we end up somewhere else? I don't know. But I appreciate that call, and I hope you still listen to the show. We were actually doing better than the other shows on the station, so I thought it was like I just got a report. Hey, you guys are killing it, finally, because it takes a while for us to catch on. And then they flip the stations. That's weird. That's it. Maybe tomorrow they flip it back. I don't know. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, The other one is uh, Morgan Wallen was going to come on the show. He has, his album is coming out, and so we had it scheduled, and now it's not scheduled. Um, let's housekeeping on this. Housekeeping. Scuba, do you want to hit this up? So, is he coming on at all now at this point? Yeah, it's still a negotiate. I don't want to get too much into it, um, but it, it is going to happen at some point. That's the plan. So he was going to come on, and basically it was like I've been Morgan a long time. I was like, let's go, but like, and they didn't try to put any rules on us. Like there had been artists who said we're not rules. But I just let them know, hey, look, if Morgan comes in, we, he hasn't been in in a long time. So I want to talk about everything, the bad stuff, the great stuff. And if so, cool, let's go. And they were like, no problem. He's about to do his big album release. So in the middle of all that, me or them were like, let's wait till right after that's over so we can kind of just come in here and not have to worry about 73 other interviews. Mm. So he is going to come in. But if you're like, where's Morgan? Why is it he's on? Uh, What's that? The Rock in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> why, He's on the wolf. Yeah, why is he not on there? <laughs> it's kind of us just trying to figure out, like Steve, so we're kind of trying to figure out, I'm gone, he's gone, yeah. when we can actually just come in here and just sit and re- relax and just talk. But he is cool with talking about... I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Cool. Awesome. But they want to like hear the rules. Nice. And so 
that's it. That's what's up. Thank you. Ray, are we do it? We over time? Yeah. All right. That's uh, that's housekeeping. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Palm Coast, Florida. Police responded to a break-in at a convenience store around 5 a.m. Saw some things trashed, some things stolen. They're looking around. They're like, oh, oh what's this? Is this a debit card? No way. Yeah. It was the person's debit card that had broken into the store. I get that a lot of these people are breaking into places like this because maybe they don't have options. Maybe they're addicted to something and they need to go steal so they can buy. Yeah. Maybe they're bull. I don't know. Right? Maybe they're just dumb. And then I'm like, why would they drop their debit card? Then I remember, sometimes they're just dumb. Because <laughs> I would go and rob something and I would have no forms of... Right. Or I would go steal someone else's identification, put it on me, drop it. And then rob it. Ooh, that's next level. What if that, that's that, what happened? That is next level. That's what I would do. I would go full next level. They go after the wrong dude Ooh. because of the debit card? And I would cut off somebody's fingers and put them on my fingers <laughs> and touch everything. Well, see, a thought that popped into my mind is maybe he considered paying for a second. Ah, uh, when he was arrested, he told police, oh, yeah, yeah, I left that there because I knew it was illegal to steal and I wanted to pay for the items. <laughs> okay, Amy, that's a, that's a story. Hey, you know what? Case dismissed. <laughs> you go free, sir. I can't prove it wasn't true. Yeah. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Is it tough as a parent when you find out there's no school on a day that you always expect there to be school? Yeah. And is it on? Should you have known, by the way? Probably. I mean, I'm sure there's a calendar that goes out at the beginning of the year, but it's always just a surprise when, you know, the kids are like, oh, yeah, we don't have school Friday. Oh, really? Why? I don't really know. But also, we don't have it on Monday. So your kids don't have school tomorrow or Monday? Monday's President's Day, so that's why. We're working. By the way, we're working, and I'm going to be honest with everybody here listening. We were, we were told we could have the day off. Oh, why do you do that? Yeah, what is So that's in our employee handbook. Everybody's going to be off, and we're going to be working. No one's going to be at their office. That's not true, and I'm going to tell you why. It's government. For the most part, people don't get off for President's Day. Like, normal folks don't get off for President's Day. And I feel like we and our listeners are normal folks. So I was like, we're not taking that day off because they're going to be driving to work. Most people are going to work that day. Would we agree? Yeah. No. No one's going to school, so they're going to be taking school school days off because they got to stay with their kids. What they're going to do. All federal buildings will be closed. (laughs) I mean, we have a lot of federal listeners. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, we're working because I felt like it was in the best interest of our listeners to work on Monday. Yeah, which is all fine and good. It'll be a crappy show, but we'll be here. We'll be here. I'm not putting that much effort into it. I'm just kidding. But your kids, so why are they off tomorrow? I don't know. Pre, guess, pre, pre-president's like, day warm-up or right, what? Right, why not? Let's make it a four-day weekend. I, I so don't So what do you know. do as a parent? Okay, obviously you missed the calendar. You did. Mm-hmm. It, I'm sure it was somewhere. You missed, but okay. What do you do now that if you're a parent, just generally, Eddie, I'm asking you too. Yeah. Okay. If your kids have two days of school that they usually have, they're not going to school mm-hmm. now and you only learn a few days out. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. My daughter will probably sleep till one. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. 15 is her favorite thing to do. And uh, my son, I'll probably have to extend his tablet time. Let's Good for him. So they win. He has a time. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. because we're still working. And also they're working. older, too, which is great. They're not four or six. Oh, right. I mean, that would be a problem. But it's not like we're home to enforce, like, hey, we should probably do some reading today or, you know, I and don't I know. And I wish I could sleep till one every day. Amy's daughter and myself, we would have the same sleep schedule. Yes. Go to bed be- at 4 or 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. and sleep till 1 or 2 p.m. every day, just That's naturally. Awesome. It is hard. Yeah, she's convinced that she she always says, she's like, I really feel like I was on, on Japan time. That's that is such a good thing me. to say. I like that. Goes, Eddie, what about your kids? Because they're different ages. You have young ones yeah. too. Yeah, but cool for me. My, my wife's a stay-at-home mom, so she kind of deals with all that stuff. Whether it, it, For her, it's like she gets the day off. Or and Eddie she gets, stays longer. 
The day off. Yeah, to, for her to do whatever she wants to do, really. But and if then the kids are all home, that's not really all. Well, I know that's mo- normally her day, but when the kids have to stay home, she's like, great, I gotta just hang out with the kids. A lot of screen time, though. She says that. <laughs> so it affects you none. Me? No, man. I just stay at work, do my thing, you know? He said Plus stay at golf. work, not go to work. Just Get home by work. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also have to think of more meals because you're like, oh, shoot, we have to feed them lunch. <laughs> Eddie's oh, yeah. like, oh, crap. We didn't think about that. <laughs> well, my wife's got it. Oh, we don't have lunch. <laughs> well, uh, God, God be with you guys and your all your kids. Thank you, Bones. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, yeah. that. There is a new Four Things with Amy Brown up today where she talks about you're never going to believe it. Four different things, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Wow. Check it out. And then that's all. We will see you tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.